fellow creators. Starting soon, I'm going to include guest speakers on the show. So if you're someone who works in the performing arts or the creative industry and you want to collaborate with me, then please send an email to sleeplesscreativespod at gmail.com. Introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about what it is that you do, and I'll get back to you with more information. Hello creators, and welcome back. Some of you may have noticed that Spotify have given us the ability to leave a star review of our favourite shows. At the moment, we only have one, so it would mean a lot to me if as many of you as possible could leave a review for the show. It takes five seconds to do, just go onto the show page on any of the apps and tap the star at the top of the page. So now, onto the text, and happy Pride 2022 everyone! So in this episode, I'm going to be continuing our theme of Pride Poetry, and we are going to be reading the works of the ancient Greek poetess Sappho. Woman shrouded in a lot of mystery, a lot of her works have unfortunately been lost um, due to their age. Um, I included a bit about Sappho in our last Pride episode, so do go and check that out if you haven't already. But um, her name is where the term sapphic came from, as she was believed to have been a lesbian. Um, A lot of her work focuses on her kind of infatuation and attraction to um, a number of women, a lot of them being um, the Greek goddesses and a lot of them being kind of unnamed women. but it's really, really beautiful work. Um, so do go and check out more of her stuff as there are a lot more poems than the one that I'm about to read. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Take a moment to get cozy and comfortable and drift off. perplexing wiles. O goddess, from my heart remove the wasting cares and pains of love. If ever thou hast kindly heard a song in soft distress preferred, propitious to my tuneful vow, a gentle goddess, hear me now. Descend, thou bright immortal guest, in all thy radiant charms confessed. Thou once didst leave almighty Jove, and all the golden roofs above. The car thy wanton sparrows drew, hovering in air, they lightly flew. As to my bower, they winged their way, I saw their quivering pinions play. The birds dismissed, while you remain, bore back their empty car again. Then you, with looks divinely mild, in every heavenly feature smiled, and asked what new complaints I made 
and why I called you to my aid. What frenzy in my bosom raged, and by what cure to be assuaged. What gentle youth I would allure, whom in my artful toils secure. Who does thy tender heart subdue? Tell me, my Sappho, tell me who, though now he shuns thy longing arms. He soon shall court thy slighted charms. Though now thy offerings he despise, he soon to thee shall sacrifice. Though now he freezes, he soon shall burn, and be thy victim in his turn. Celestial visitant, once more thy needful presence I implore. In pity come and ease my grief, Bring my distempered soul relief. Favor thy suppliant's hidden fires, and give me all my heart desires. Anactoria. Yes, Athos, you may be sure, even in Sardis, Anactoria will think often of us. Of the life we shared here, when you seemed the goddess incarnate. To her and your singing pleased her best. Now among Lydian women, she in her turn stands first as the red-fingered moon rising at sunset takes precedence over stars around her. Her light spreads equally on the salt sea and fields thick with bloom. Delicious dew pours down to freshen roses, delicate thyme and blossoming in sweet clover. She wanders aimlessly, thinking of gentle Athos, her heart hanging heavy with longing in her little breast. She shouts aloud, Come, we know it. Thousand-eared night repeats that cry, across the sea shining between us. With flowers fair adorn thy lustrous hair, Dika, amidst thy locks sweet blossoms twine. With thy soft hands, for so a maiden stands accepted of the gods, whose eyes divine are turned away from her. Though fair as may she waits, but round those locks no flowers shine. Adoration. Blessed as the immortal gods is he, the youth whose eyes may look on thee, whose ears thy tongue's sweet melody may still devour. Thou smilest too, sweet smile, whose charm has struck my soul with wild alarm, and when I see thee, bids disarm each vital power. Speechless I gaze. The flame within runs soft o'er all my quivering skin. My eyeballs swim with dizzy din. My brain feels round, and cold drops fall, and tremblings frail seize every limb. And grassy pale I grow, and then together fail both sight and sound.
It was you, Athos, who said. It was you, Athos, who said, Sappho, if you will not get up and let us look at you, I shall never love you again. Get up, unleash your suppleness, lift off your chaya nightdress, and, like a lily leaning into a spring, bathe in the water. Cleus is bringing your best purple frock, and the yellow, tunic down from the closest chest. You'll have a cloak thrown over you, and flowers crowning your hair. Praxinoa, my child, will you please roast nuts for our breakfast? One of the gods is being good to us. Today we are going at last to Mytilene, our favorite city, with Sappho, loveliest of its women. She will walk among us like a mother with all her daughters around her. When she comes home from exile, but you forget everything. Sappho 31 He seems an equal of the gods, the man who sits across from you, and your sweet speaking, being near, can overhear, and that seductive laugh, which sets the heart to flutter in my chest, for when I glance your way, my words dissolve unheard. Silence breaks my tongue, and subtle fire streams beneath my skin. I can't see with my eyes, or hear through buzzing ears. Sweat runs down, a shiver shakes me deep. I feel as pale as grass, as close to death as that, and green is how I seem. I have not had one word from her. Frankly, I wish I were dead. When she left, she wept. A great deal, she said to me. This parting must be endured, Sappho. I go unwillingly. I said, go and be happy, but remember, you know well, whom you leave shackled by love. If you forget me, think of our gifts, Aphrodite, and all the loveliness that we shared. All the violet tiaras, braided rosebuds, dill and crocus twined around your young neck. Myrrh poured on your head, and on soft mats, girls with all that they most wished for beside them. While no voices chanted choruses without ours, no woodlot bloomed in spring without song. 